Hello Church, our reading for today is from the book of Romans chapter 12, 1-2, A Living Sacrifice. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Deep within every being is the impulse to worship. When you hear the term worship, music is what normally the first thing you associate it with. One of the many challenges Christians face due to the extensive lockdowns caused by this pandemic is that we couldn't gather to worship. A.W. Tozer claimed, to the great sections of the church, the art of worship has been lost entirely, and in its place has come that strange and foreign thing called the program. Corporate worship, though joyful, exhilarating, and instructive, means nothing if there is no true worship. Contrary to the usual Christian belief, worship cannot be scaled down to singing songs and dancing to the tunes during Sunday programs. Rather, a true worship is how you honor God. Worship is not confined to emotions or feelings brought about by the sublimity of the music and instruments. So how do we know what a true worship is? Let us carefully unwrap Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. The first question, what drives your worship? In verse 1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. Other translation says, I appeal to you, I exhort you, I beseech you. It is a call by Apostle Paul to grasp the greatness of God's mercy. God's mercy is essentially everything given by God that humans don't deserve. It is grace, forgiveness, peace, love, kindness, joy, comfort, strength, wisdom, hope, eternal life, sonship. In other words, salvation. Salvation is a prerequisite to worship. Only a redeemed soul can truly worship God in spirit and truth. Worship, therefore, is your heart's response driven by the overwhelming realization of the salvation given through the grace of God. And the second question is, what is the mandate for worship? Verse 1b says, To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. True worship that is acceptable to God means all your faculties submitted to His will. No reservations, no exemptions, no holding back. The gospel of Christ is not just constructive, but also, as Paul said, destructive. Being that your body is the temple of the Spirit, it requires to be cleaned, disciplined, and made holy. To be holy, personal preparation is essential. Preparation is not always a pleasant thing because it requires radical changes. Worship shouldn't only happen within the confines of the four corners of the church's building on a Sunday. You cannot worship God in spirit and in truth if your other activities on the other six days displeases Him. True worship is beautiful every morning, and you give worship renewed every morning. Not just on Sundays or whenever suits you, but in your daily life. And the last question, what is required to worship? Verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
Apostle Paul warns the believers, Do not let the world mold you into its kind. Do not love the world or anything in the world. Apostle John further clarifies that if anyone loves the world, the Father is not in them. In the Septuagint, the Greek Bible, we can find the word metanoia, meaning a transformative change of heart. Noia and nous is a suffix both related to the mind. The Jews believes that the heart refers to the mind, the soul, and thoughts. Hence, the heart also means the mind. What you fill your heart is what you fill your mind, and out of the fullness of your heart, your mouth speaks. Do not settle on superficial understanding. Actively seek to know God more. The depth of your theology and learning is the depth of your true worship. Understand the fullness of His grace. The more you know God, the more you want to worship Him. And as you know Him more, allow yourself to be changed. Completely, constantly, continuously, imperatively. Always pointing to the truth that Christ is the benchmark. Worship is an outward expression of the inward attitude of the heart. You don't need to look to music to induce your worship. Look to music as simply an expression of your heart and mind that is locked in view of your knowledge of God. A worshiping soul is a worshiping soul, even without music. True worship comes from the renewed mind, and the more your mind grasps the glory, wonder, and reverence to God, the more you will actively seek change and desire to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this reminder of what true worship is. Thank you for the cross and the salvation that it brings. Make our hearts pure, continuing to seek you and know you more. Give us the wisdom that comes from only you and the strength to turn away from worldly desires. Help us, Lord Jesus, that our worship comes from knowing who you are, what you have done, and what you can do. All this we pray in Jesus' mighty name.